0: Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm John Tortorelli with my co-host Brian Capposillo and Justin Reagan. Today, we have much to discuss in the NFL world, starting off with Frank Reich being fired. Man, the midseason awards for all of us are the Seattle Seahawks contenders. Who's legit a segment featuring the Titans, Jets, and Minnesota Vikings And last, but not least, we'll get maybe a B-Caps. Take on the Colts against the Patriots. And Jira's as well, but I'm sure B Cap's gonna proclaim them as the best team in the AFC East. Got a hot take for them. Starting off today, fellas, I was shocked when the Colts fired Frank Reich. It made no sense to me. Because when Jim Ursay stepped in and had Reich bench Matt Ryan and myself, clearly, since it was Ursay's move, this is his way of assuring Reich's job past the season. But it's a compromise where Reich has to accept, all right, we're going to bench my quarterback that I kind of part— I've, I wanted him to come in, and then I got to have some job security. But clearly that's not the case here because Frank Reich is now no longer the Colts' head coach after two disappointing seasons back-to-back. And now Jeff Saturday is the Colts' newest interim head coach. BCAP, you're saying he was in first take last time you saw him, right? He's been coaching a little bit of high school football as well in Atlanta. What on earth is going on in Indianapolis is this just tank City like this one the worst thing in football
1: yeah, I think they're um they're looking to um greener pastures um later down the line. I think their whole thing is um the future right now uh, i I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Jonathan Taylor either gets shut down for the season or you know gets a very low work rate um we already know Matt Ryan's not going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. So yeah, they're, they're in full tank mode to be honest with you. And I mean, and this is coming from a guy and I believe we all actually had no, John had the Titans winning the division. I don't know if he had the Colts making the playoffs though, but me and Justin, I believe had the Colts winning the division and making the playoffs this year before the season, even, you know, uh, kind of foreshadowing for the, uh, uh later on in the episode, I had Frank Reich winning coach of the year this year for my preseason prediction. Boy, was I wrong because now he's not even coaching for the NFL anymore. d um, you're not alone. You're not alone. I know. Oh, you picked him too? Sadly. Oh uh, yeah. So we're we're both in that same boat. Uh, but it's all right. Uh for the Coles, I mean Jeff Saturday. What I, I didn't talk about a shocker. I didn't see that coming. Um, I don't think anybody saw that coming. A lot of outrage about it. Uh, and I understand why, uh, it's the same reasons, uh, Steve Nash got a job and a a lot of people are outraged by that. Listen, he's got a shot eight games to see what he can do. And I'm pretty sure he even said himself, this isn't just me showing myself to one team. I'm, I'm basically broadcasting myself to the uh, 31 other teams. Uh, this is kind of like a job interview, uh, kind of, but on the job. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. Um, I mean, they got the Raiders next week in Las Vegas. The Vegas Raiders have freaking blown a Talk about, I mean, we talk about Baltimore blowing leads. Vegas, I believe, is leading. Uh, I think they've blown the most 17-point leads uh, in the history of the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yeah, down, down, down. Uh, Belichick's next. keeping that offensive, offensive
0: coordinator, coordinator role nice and warm nice, for him. Warm for
1: him. Boy, Josh. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. Let me hear what you got to say, Justin.
2: Uh, Honestly, I'm super disappointed at the hire. I'm super disappointed in the Colts season in general. I think going into the season, I remember putting the Colts as my number five team. You know, uh, this was a team that everybody did think was a quarterback away. And while I wasn't the biggest believer in Matt Ryan, I did think if they can get to the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, they can most definitely get there with Matt Ryan. Why not? They still have a great, great team. Um, obviously, they were just missing some weapons on the outside, outside of Michael Pittman. But you still had Jonathan Taylor. You had a very good defense. And you had a, a, a very top-notch O-line, I would say. And then all of a sudden, everything just seemed to go down bad for, for this Colts team. Quentin Nelson is turning into a turnstile. Uh, he's not the same O-lineman that we, we – knew him to be just last season and the year before that. I think this is just a very odd move. And then you go out there and then you bring in Jeff Saturday who is not even on the coaching staff. This is a move unlike any other. I it's really strange to me where this Colts organization is going and I'm not going to say I don't know if Jeff Saturday's qualified for the job. I mean, from what I heard what I read, his high school record was 3 and 7. So, why is he your head coach? And so, uh, Brandon, you mentioned Steve Nash, and that's a perfect example of somebody who just has, you know, has been in the league for a while and his name is recognized and he's going to get the opportunity because of the name. I-, I would love to give him the benefit of the doubt for the simple fact that I like watching the guy on TV and say, yeah, maybe he can. He was a center for a long time, playing alongside the second greatest quarterback of all time. So he knows a thing or two. Um, but this the rest of this Colt season is a pretty much, it's it's done.
0: You know, this is actually a serious question. I would assume this is history. Frank Reich is the first, not Frank Reich, sorry, I wish Frank Reich, I want the Steelers to hire him as the OSC. Jeff Saturday has to be the first NFL head coach with zero pro or collegiate coaching experience. And if I'm a player on the Colts, like a veteran, a Quentin Nelson, and sure, the offensive line this year has been bad. But like Michael Pittman, all these talented players that are high pedigree and they're trying to win games, the type of message this sends is this organization clearly does not care about winning. And kind of like when the Eagles benched Jalen Hurts and went to Nate Sudfeld back in 2020, and Jalen Hurts is like, what is Doug Peterson doing? I feel you can lose your locker room. And for Indianapolis, sure, you're trying to get a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young or even a Will Levis in the draft. But I feel what this move signals is a guy in Jim Irsay who, look, I'm not the most patient person in the world. I'll be honest with you, I was pissed before because I had an audio file mess. Up. I'm not patient at all, so I'm like Jim Irsay. But when you're an NFL owner, I think this is one of the most reactionary things to do where, especially in today's day and age, to hire someone of Jeff Irsay's ilk where It's a white male. It's going to be a bad look for many reasons when there's qualified offensive coordinators and many other minority coaches who, look, are very deserving of opportunities. So it's a terrible look in that aspect, but just generally speaking, it sends the wrong message to your team. So I'm thoroughly disappointed.
1: Talk about minority coaches who don't – I don't know if he has a job right now. He might as a coordinator somewhere, but somebody who coached for the Indianapolis Colts and brought him to a Super Bowl, Mr. Jim Caldwell uh who got unceremoniously kicked out the door in Detroit uh, after making the playoffs with that team and having a positive winning record with the Detroit Lions. Uh yeah, uh I wouldn't have gotten rid of Frank Reich. I would have given him one last shot with a young quarterback to see what he can do. Uh but I agree with your points, Sean. It, it this this could easily lose the locker room. I mean I know Stefan Gilmore doesn't want to be playing for a team that's not, you know, trying to win uh so yeah this is this is a bad look all around and yeah i mean they're on to the future right now they're that that's really what they are they're they're on to the future i guess
0: not that much is for sure oh yeah and if this quarterback they're gonna draft does not hit in the Colts split through all of this process you fire a guy in frank reich you're sick and tired of hey, let's get Carlos Wentz, hey, let's get Matt Ryan, hey, I'm thinking next offseason we should really go and get Derek Carr. It's like, okay, all right, right, enough. I really think for Jim Morrissey, this was reactionary. And honestly, Rank got a raw deal. Guy felt like he had two good seasons, his first and third in Indianapolis. His second one, Jacoby Brissett, whoever was his quarterback. The dude hasn't had a quarterback. I feel like he's done a pretty good job in spite of the constant turnstile at that position. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Best Amp. If you're getting into the world of sports betting, the most important thing is having the best odds. And in this market, oftentimes, that can be a time-consuming endeavor. But with the Betstamp app, all you have to do is download it and sign up for all of the different affiliate sports books out there, and they'll give you the best odds each and every single week. But it's not just the line shopping that makes Betstamp such a useful tool. If you want to keep track of all of your bets, you can in one single place, to go along with all their accounting tools and live bet trackers. So be sure to bet like a pro with the best stamp app. And if you're going to use the app, be sure to let them know who sent you at the wise guys. That is W I S C G U Y S. Thank you so much to best Stamp for supporting the wise guys podcast. And as always, let's get back to it. With all that being said, fellas, we have to move on to our NFL mid season awards because boy, oh boy, have there been a lot of unexpected turns. And also in my opinion Pretty expected results. And the best way to start off, of course, with this award is with MVP. What do you guys think, or should we work our way uh, up to MVP from the bottom? Ready?
2: MVP is a good start.
0: MVP is a good start. So my pick for MVP coming to this year was Josh Allen. But some of the other candidates thus far would be Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Geno Smith. When I look at this Bills team, rough game (laughs) on Saturday, rough game on Sunday versus the Jets. But well, ultimately, Josh Allen this year has been the best player in football. And when you look at how good this Bills team has been, in spite of that loss, I have to go with him, given the fact what he is doing right now has never been seen. Being able to, year in year out, win 11 to 13 games at this type of level, we don't see this. We never do. What type of players on that.
2: this? You, you can't argue that. I'm Josh Allen is having incredible season and while you could highlight two ugly games uh that jets game was the ugliest i wouldn't say it's a stain necessarily it's an ugly game it happens it's gonna happen
1: what i'm laughing at is the fact that john just said that we've never seen this happen what do you mean we've never seen what happen
0: a quarterback like josh allen that has led his team to 11 to 13 wins year in and year out.
1: And right now he's averaging. We've never seen that before. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. I could keep going. Drew Brees. A quarterback
0: of Josh Allen's style. A Cam Newton was not doing this stuff year in and year out with the efficiency. Allen right now is averaging 300 passing yards a game. Teams winning. By looking
1: okay. at me, but I guess I mean, okay, 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 I guess. Um. Listen, so, jo- jo- Justin, you're spik- sticking with your preseason pick as Josh Allen's?
2: Um, actually, I'm not. Yeah, act- actually, I'm not. I-, I would love to pick Josh Allen, and I do believe maybe by the end of the season, uh, we be. We probably might all have diff- a different pick. But right now, I'm going to have to give credit to the only undefeated team in the NFL, and I'm going to have to say it's Jalen Hurts. I think uh, year in and year out, the kid is getting better and better. And as the season goes on, the Eagles are looking better, and he's looking better. I mean, if you look at his passing stats, they're not going to wow you for the simple fact that they're running all over you at the same time, too. So I think he has a total of 18 touchdowns and his two interceptions. The guy's going absolutely crazy. He's going to rush for well over 600 yards on top of that, too. I think the Eagles are the best team in the nfc right now in large part due to jalen hurts and if this team is going to have super bowl aspirations it's because this guy's under center
1: my preseason pick was joe burrow and while things didn't start off very good for my pick uh things started to get rolling um and i think they are still rolling um but right now if i would have to favor somebody it would have to be patrick mahomes Uh, And I think the biggest reason why is no Tyreek, no problem. And you can't say the same for probably any other, actually either of your guys' picks. Take away Stefan Diggs and not just for a couple games, take him away from the entire team entirely. Justin, your pick, Jalen Hurts, take away AJ Brown from the team entirely. Do you think that they're still doing what they're doing right now? No, Patrick Mahomes is doing things. I mean, he's still Patrick Mahomes. He's leading the league in passing yards. He's leading the league in passing touchdowns. He only has six interceptions. He's got a 75 QBR. And while he's got those two losses on his record, the one to the Indianapolis Colts and the uh, Buffalo Bills, where he basically threw the game away by throwing the late game interception, I still just look at – he's you take away the guy that everybody says is the most explosive explosive receiver possibly in NFL history and he's still doing the things that he's doing and it doesn't really look like he's missing a beat and he, he you want to talk about legs John um i mean look no further than last night against the Tennessee Titans where Patrick Mahomes was damn near running wherever he wanted to run on that team and he and he it's really weird cuz he doesn't look like he's a very mobile quarterback or when he gets going it doesn't look very, you know, fluid like a Lamar Jackson, right? But he gets where he needs to get and he picks up speed. He's very Aaron, it's why Aaron Rodgers is the perfect player comp to him. They're very very similar quarterbacks. Uh so right now I would have to favor Patrick Mahomes with my second pick, probably still being my preseason pick Joe Burrow because I think he's going to uh keep those stats going. But I will want I do want to say a dark horse who I don't think is going to get MVP because it's really a quarterback uh, uh, award. Tyreek Hill. I mean, talk about changing life for a quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa. Neither of you guys would be talking, and nobody in the NFL community would be talking about Tua the way that they're talking about him now without Tyreek Hill. He's special, and honestly, I just want to. If if you want to jump real quick to Offensive Player of the Year. He, he is it. He's my pick. It's Tyreek Hill. I had Jonathan Taylor in the preseason. He has not panned out. It's not going to be him. Tyreek Hill is going to win Offensive Player of the Year. I don't think anybody can have it any differently. And if he gets to 2,000 yards, I mean, you can just bookmail it. It should be unanimous.
0: What we're seeing right now in football at the receiver position, and running back to a lesser degree, is flat-out historical. In 2020, we see Jed has put on a record-breaking season. The following year, Jamar Chase comes in and replicates that. Last year, we see Cooper Cup triple crown, one of the greatest seasons ever by wide receiver. And this year, Tyreek Hill, through just nine games, fellas, 122 receiving yards per, over 1,100 yards, not even 1,000, and 76 receptions. We are just barely halfway through the season. Hell, he's on track right now to have 2,100 yards. And for Patrick Mahomes, I got to give him credit before, he talked about his rushing ability. He fractured his kneecap two years ago. Mahomes issues done a phenomenal job without Tyreek. And Tyreek in Miami has made them a contender by himself. And given the fact he's playing across from Jalen Waddell, that offense this year has been flat out phenomenal because of what he has brought. So yeah, Tyreek is easily my offensive rookie, offensive player of the year. And my initial pick in Jettis to me would in many years be a a leading candidate for this, but unfortunately he's been massively shadowed.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I have to agree with the the two of you guys. I mean, the NFL as a, as a whole this year has been spectacular on the offensive side. You could go for so many people Uh, person. I'd love to highlight is just Nick Chubb is going absolutely crazy this year in Cleveland, already 800 plus yards and 10 touchdowns. And as John said, we're not even halfway through the season. So that's just a shout-out to him, but nobody is performing on the level that Tyreek Hill is. Uh, we can look back to that game against Baltimore with him going absolutely crazy along Jalen Waddle. I think it's just really a tribute to how special of a talent he is, that he can just walk into that place. And as John said, I sung the song last week. This is a Super Bowl contender because of those weapons on the outside, and Tyreek's a number one for a reason, probably – the most explosive wide receiver I think we may may have ever seen, really. Clean sweep, Tyreek Hill, Offensive Player of the Year. I agree with that. Um,
1: so next up, Defensive Player of the Year.
0: Real quick, I do want to shout out Derrick Henry, too.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. <laughs> Comes back. Colby, he'll, he'll be in the, uh, another award probably for some of us. Lee in the NFL and rushing last night another – ridiculous performance, 115 yards on that Chiefs defense. But yeah, Defensive Player of the Year, fellas. Defensive My Player of the
1: Year. Oh, go on, ahead, John. On,
0: I pick on here was Nick Bosa, but I'd also used Micah Parsons on pick a side. Through nine weeks, and by the way, Justin, I'm sorry if I misspoke. We're a little bit more halfway through the year, nine, nine games. You know, technically 18 weeks. You know. It's so stupid, we had. So it's, you're not the point. My pick for Defensive Player of the Year has to be Micah Parsons. The player that wins this award should be on the best defense. And Nick Bosa this year has missed some time. Otherwise I think this would be a neck and neck award. Given the fact that Micah within two years has completely transformed this Cowboys defense into the most dominant one in football. It speaks to how special a talent, and the trajectory he is already on. So for this year, eight sacks and that doesn't speak to his versatility. You can use him in almost any asset on the defensive end. And he's just a game wrecker. I think you guys have talked about nauseum. This is probably the second best, maybe the best defensive player in football in terms of impact, influence it goes hand in hand and just flat out versatility, the strength size. He's not the biggest. He's only six foot two, six foot three he is he's big. And then the speed, the athleticism, it is honestly out of this world.
1: Next level is what it is. Um, like you I had Micah coming into the season as defensive player of the year and I, I think Micah is probably leading it. I would I would favor Micah. Um but just behind him, I mean, I tweeted about this earlier today. Uh, excuse me. This guy needs to get his love, needs to get his flowers. And I might just be speaking just because I'm a Patriots fan, but Matthew Judon is that dude. And he's one of the best pass rushers and one of the best defenders in the league. He now leads the league in sacks. I know Micah had a week off because they had a bye week, but now the Patriots have a bye week and Micah's got to turn to get three. Actually, he's got to get four sacks to take the lead in uh, uh, sacks because right now Judon's got 11 and a half sacks. So uh, I got to give my boy Judon some love. He is our best player on our team uh, for the New England Patriots. And while I don't agree with John Wood, I don't know if he meant to say should be the best, the defensive player of the year should be on the best defense. I think they should be on at least a top five defense in the league. Um, but yeah, and I think I think those two guys, but I do think Micah is is leading the candidacy right now.
2: I think it's Micah by a long shot, to be honest, more so from the simple fact that from the beginning of the season, the way he started off the season in the first two games just sweeping the league by storm and drawing so much attention. Uh, Micah is on another level being compared to some of the greats like a Lawrence Taylor in some people's eyes, which is absolutely crazy in comparison. Now I I was never blessed to, to watch Lawrence Taylor actually play. I've seen highlights and he's a madman on the field. And Micah Parsons is just that he is a madman. I mean, like, it's a clean sweep here, and, and Brandon mentioned Judon, but I, I'd like to give some love to to Miles Garrett up in Cleveland because that dude consistently is showing out every single game. He's a beast. He eats in the trenches, and one, he's a freak of nature. Have you ever seen that guy dunk off vert? Like, that guy's an absolute monster. So just give love to, to guys like Miles Garrett um max crosby was my pick going into the year and while he's not having a poor year his team is so it kind of just overshadows his production in my eyes
0: if we're all going to give our favorite dark horse i'm actually going to take one on a good defense and that is patrick sartan of the denver broncos he has been arguably the best corner in football this year no picks because no quarterback Wants to throw near him, and the same way Micah Parsons has come in within two years been an absolute superstar. What Patrick Sertan has done on that back end, Justin Simmons missed some time, has helped this Broncos defense be at the very top of the league. And a week ago, when I said the Broncos I had a chance to make the playoffs, it wasn't because of their offense; it was because of that defense. And year two, Patrick Sertan is already the best player in that unit by a convincing margin.
1: John, did you try to? Were you trying to sneak this the Patriots defense and say they're not a good defense or?
0: Oh, no, I was dissing uh, Max Crosby. Not really. It wasn't really Max Crosby's fault defensive bad.
2: If you want to throw out dark horses, let me just shed some love because you threw out a losing team. Let me throw out a team that's actually winning. Uh, I'm going to shout out to Quentin Williams, bro, on the Jets. Yeah, he's not defensive player of the year, but the impact that that guy makes when healthy, you can see it. Clear as day in that defense. He's an absolute monster, and also one of the best personalities in football.
0: Mm. Speaking of more teams that win games, we're gonna move on to Coach of the Year next, fellas. This has been an insane year for head coaches. Brian Dable and Robert Sell in New York. My pick is undefeated. There's of course Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, and even Matt Eberflus, only has three wins in Chicago. We got four rookie head coaches who have been very impressive this year. To go along with a handful of veterans and Mike Rabel, Bill Belichick's done a good job, and a couple of others. But my pick has to be Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. I always think back to that stupid press conference where we made a big deal about it, and I look at what he has done in Philadelphia since then. Offensively, this team has not only maximized Chilin Hurts, they have put him in the pe- picture-perfect situation. And a kudos goes to their GM and Howie Roseman, but we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge how great this offense has been because of the system put in place. Nick Sirianni has hired a great staff. Defensively, the team is clicking on all cylinders. There is no weakness. And what do they do on Sunday? They beat every single team they play. And when they play Tank My Steelers, they annihilate them. It'll be embarrassing. To me right now, the Eagles are the most complete team in the league. And I think it all begins with the system and culture that has been cultivated by a guy in just his second season and Nick Sirianni.
1: Yeah, it's a good show. Um, so like I said earlier, Frank Reich was my preseason pick. Uh, that didn't pan out. So, for me, it's I wrote down. Yeah, it. I wrote down six names, and that might sound crazy, but I think there really are six people in contention right now. And I think, the way this season plays out, the next eight weeks is really going to determine which one of these six is going to be the guy. Uh, I got Nick Sirianni, obviously undefeated at eight zero with the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian Dayball with the New York Giants. They're six and two right now. Mike McDaniel with the uh, Miami Dolphins, I believe, six and three. Uh, Pete Carroll, got to give him some love with six and three uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, being the number one team in the NFC West. Nobody saw that coming before the season. Kevin O'Connell at seven and one with the Minnesota Vikings, leading the NFC North. And then obviously Robert Sala with the New York Jets at six and three. I think those six guys are the real top uh contenders for this award. So I I do think Sala is uh, I think the Jets are in for a um tough stretch coming up to finish out the season, so I don't think he's going to be up in there. Uh I would probably have to go with uh I think Nick Sirianni is probably going to take this uh award home uh cuz I think the Eagles are going to keep striding. I mean there's a real shot that they could go undefeated. I don't think they will. I think they're going to lose two to three games. But they're doing a phenomenal work right now. So shout out Nick Sirianni.
2: I'm going to keep this award in New York. And I'm going to go with Brian Dable. Uh, I think going into the season, nobody had any expectations for the Giants. Well, correction, the expectation was to lose. That's what everybody thought. They weren't going nowhere. Daniel Jones is under center. Saquon Barkley is always injured. They have no weapons on the outside. It's just been a revolving door of head coaches from Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, Joe Judge. And here we go. This guy from Buffalo is supposed to be the savior. And you know what? Goddamn right he is. He definitely has been. Uh, The Giants are ahead of schedule. I don't think, and same thing with the Jets. You could really go either way with this award. And Brandon, you listed so many head coaches. All of them are worthy of this award. Each and every one of them. Because the simple fact that first, personally for, for me in New York, seeing both teams playing playoff-like football, they're, they're getting ready for potential postseason action. That's almost unheard of. So... To see what Daniel Jones and the Giants are doing under Brian Dabble, I think I think I just have to get put him number one. That energy, it's different. And football is better when the Giants are competitive too. And I just really can't see this award getting out of New York because I think they still have some more winning to do. I don't think it's stopping here, boys.
0: Your boy over here named all those head coaches. Talk about your boy, me. And i just didn't acknowledge Pete carroll who to me wouldn't any other season any other season along brian dable win this award those three guys have done literally a phenomenal job this year we don't see this very often it is the year of coaches what do you know they win football games the nfl a lot so next award up is going to be offensive rookie of the year just like the last two years we have seen so many standouts particularly at the running back position, like many would have expected after seeing this last quarterback draft class. And fellas, there are a lot of options right now. Brees Hall, of course, tore his ACL. He was a leading candidate. Now the top three guys, in my opinion, would be Chris Olave, Damian Pierce, and K-9. Kenneth Walker, in the last four weeks after becoming the Seahawks starter, has been absolutely phenomenal. Last game against the Cardinals. Single-handedly took over in the second half, and his body control, just like Damian Pierce, is already among the very best in the NFL. For me, so far it would be Damian Pierce, but with the level that Kenneth Walker's been playing at recently, I had to put my money on him because that Seattle offense is rolling. Give me K-9. So far to start this year, he I mean, Damian Pierce is 600 yards already, but K-9 has about 550 and he's gone to the how many times. I check football reference: seven rushing TDs with five hundred seventy rushing yards. And no five yards a carry.
1: Yeah, two of the guys you know. I mean, Damian Pierce and Kenneth Walker the third are my two top candidates. Uh, and I would have to favor Kenneth Walker, and simply just because uh, the Seahawks are going to be in a better position uh, later in the season, actually winning games and competing for a playoff spot, while the Texans. Uh, are not uh and kenneth walker like you said four games as the lead back 570 yards seven touchdowns and he's got a game where he had 167 yards rushing <clears throat> this guy is is the real deal so i would i would be leading with uh, kenneth walker the third
2: yeah i have to roll with you guys on that one i'm gonna roll with kenneth walker i mean seven touchdowns in five games seven rushing touchdowns in five games The guy's going absolutely crazy. And it's kind of cool to see a running back go wild in Seattle to get you uh, a little excited and think about the days of Marshawn Lynch. Um, So I have to go with K-9 for the simple fact, also, he's been running wild for my fantasy team, and we're undefeated right now. So thank God for the waiver wire.
0: To all the fantasy football owners out there, I like playing fantasy because what I'll do every year, Justin, is to take all of the rookie running backs. So this year I took Bruce. I took Kenneth, and I took Damian. And, of course, Brice got hurt, so I just replenished him in both of my leagues. And basically, the reason why it's my first year playing is Alvin Kamara's rookie year. So, yeah, if you play fantasy football, pro tip, just take all the rookie running backs, man, especially in a class like this. they will probably be happy at the end of the year. <sighs> Next award up is Defensive Rookie of the Year. So far this season, there have been a lot of very big standouts, and they haven't been edge rushers per se. My pick was Aiden Hutchinson. He's had some good weeks, he's had some bad weeks, and he's had some weeks in between. So far, the leading candidates would have to be Devin Lloyd of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had a very strong start to the year, but it's going to slow down since Tariq Woolen of the Seattle Seahawks. Fifth round pick, and last but not least, Sauce Gardner. Two best nicknames in football might be Sauce and K-9. With all that being said, boys, this guy doesn't get the credit he deserves. But right now, this Seattle Seahawk defense is rolling. Give me Tariq Woolen Because everyone's going to talk about Sauce. They love him. They love what he's brought to this Jets defense. And he has truly been a top 10 corner as a rookie. But Tariq Woolen has been right there. In terms of the production, four picks and nine games in a touchdown. To off eight passes defended, two fumble recoveries. And man, that dude is one. You don't want to throw in the year because when a quarter is six foot four and is one of the best athletes in the field, oftentimes he is going to make plays. So give me Tariq, man.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, my preseason pick was Aiden Hutchinson, like John. And I should have just mention, Sky Moore was my preseason pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. That has not panned out the way I thought it could have panned out, but that's neither here nor there. Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, I think it's either Sauce Gardner or Tariq Woolen. Um, god damn on that thir- a, a day three of the ja- draft was I looking at the the players that were available and I was like Patriots please take Tariq Woolen. I mean I just loved I, I fell in love I during the draft the way I look at it I don't really watch college football I fall in love with the physical attributes because that's really all I can look at um, without knowing their story or whatever to being able to understand their intangibles and Tariq Woolen just Screamed off the page, um, physical attributes. Six four, right? What is he like 220 maybe? Runs a four four or four three. <clears throat> Just absolutely insane stuff. Uh sadly we didn't take him, and that's another uh feather in Pete Carroll's cap where he's able to find these cornerbacks late in the draft. I mean, namely Richard Sherman and Brandon Browner. Right?
0: Kim Chancellor Cam is a CFT Chancellor, Chancellor,
1: too. Thir- yeah, yeah, he was a deep pick, too. <clears> Those <throat> physicals
0: to be cap really sound like Nikhil Harry.
1: Harry. <laughs> no, Nikhil Harry couldn't run like that. Uh, Sauce Gardner, I'm going to favor him. And <clears throat> maybe it is that I'm falling in love with the name. I love the name. Um, but I think he's just doing incredible stuff. Uh, he's also six foot four, runs a, a fast 40. I mean, the guy, he, he's next level. And I saw a stat that he, if they're hoping him to be the next Revis, apparently he's already having a better rookie season than uh, Darrell Revis did. So the future is bright for Sauce Gardner. But you know what? Maybe down the line, Justin, uh, we might see a, a, a history repeating itself where a famous cornerback from the Jets comes to play for uh, New England and gets himself a Super Bowl. How do you like them apples?
2: I don't know. The way the Jets are playing, they might be getting a Super Bowl before us. So that, that's just I'm, that's just me being honest. But I want to show love. Yeah, OK. So I, I'm going to roll with you guys and I'm going to say sauce. show some love to some to Jack Jones in up in New England. He's been a good great rookie for our defense. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to stick with sauce. I remember in the preseason, he was interviewed by a little kid. I don't know if you guys have seen this video, but he's interviewed by a little kid, and this little kid asks him, my dad said that after every Jets win, he's going to treat me to ice cream. So he asks Sauce, he's like, how many, how many times am I going to have ice cream this year? Sauce is like a whole lot. This past weekend, that kid got ice cream cake for that win that they got. Sauce came up with a big pick off of Josh Allen on Sunday. In the biggest moments of that game, stepping up, he is exactly what they expected him to be. He's going to be a number one shutdown corner, and I think he's going to be rewarded with it with Defensive Rookie of the Year at the end of the season. The Jets found themselves an absolute gem.
0: My pick, by the way, was Tariq, and both of those two are physical specimens. The length, the size, and Really, the the fundamentals with the, the footwork. They're probably going to be two of the top five corners, convincingly, with a Patrick Sertan. I mean, I wish the Steelers can get one of those guys, but they'll probably reach your Joy Porter son because they like taking four players. Not the point. Last award up, fellas. Comeback player of the year. My pick coming in. Wait, who was my pick? It was Lamar Jackson. Bizarre one. He's not the comeback player of the year. It is... Far and away, Geno Smith. You go from being a career backup, a guy that failed in New York, to a legitimate candidate, a dark horse, sure, for MVP, an elite quarterback. So you go from career backup to MVP. This is the closest thing we've seen to Kurt Warner, but the difference is Kurt Warner was an MVP before that, and then he got back to level. Geno Smith was one of the worst quarterbacks last time we saw him, and he had some good moments in 2021, but what he has done this year is truly historical, and I don't like throwing that word around too often, but we've literally seen these guys shattering records at Offensive Rookie of the Year, and now at Comeback Player of the Year, but I think he overshadows a few players here that I think one of you two might take.
1: Um, my preseason pick was CMC. Uh, he still probably has a case for it, um, going down the line with uh, playing with the 49ers now. Uh, somebody that should get some love is JQ's boy, Saquon Barkley. He's playing great. He's bouncing back this year. But I gotta agree with John. Geno Smith is playing outstanding football and I don't think anybody saw it coming. So that's why I think he is unequivocally the comeback player of the year. I mean, nobody saw this coming ever. Uh, So give all the props to Geno Smith and I think the biggest way we can show him that he is giving, uh, getting his flowers and his love and respect is by giving him this comeback player of the year award.
2: This is a team that we didn't expect anything out of when we talked about the Seattle Seahawks. We didn't think, you know, it was either Drew Locke or Geno Smith. And I remember in the beginning of the season, I was like, why don't you just start Drew Locke for the simple fact that he's younger and maybe he does have a future. Yeah, and I thought you—we already know what we're going to see out of Geno Smith. And God, man, I—I I am completely wrong. I—I've I, been proven wrong a ton since we started this podcast. And but you know what? I, I'm happy to eat my words because this guy just shows up and he shows out for this squad. You didn't expect too much out of him. You go from Russ to Geno. You expect massive regression. Instead, you progress. And I think. Gino definitely deserves this award. He's playing up to par with some of the best quarter. He's playing better than guys like Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, who you would normally would put on top of his list. And
0: Russell Wilson, who the team traded away. To read Russell Wilson's stat for you guys, stat line for you guys, he leads the NFL in completion percentage at 73%. His career average before that was fifty eight. Just four interceptions, and in New York, that was kind of one of his biggest issues. He threw a pick six yesterday against the Cardinals or responded very well. To 15 touchdowns, 244 passing yards a game, with a 68 QBR. Truly been a top 10 quarterback this year, better than Aaron Rodgers, and better than those guys you named before. And what that leads us to, fellas, is an opinion that's been brewing in my brain for a couple of weeks now. I saw when the Seahawks beat the Broncos in week one, that was their Super Bowl. And the fact of the matter is, not only was I critically wrong there, they won the offseason by a country mile. And they also have a chance this year to go to the Super Bowl if everything continues to play out the way it has. This offense is one of the most balanced units in football. And I'm going to talk about this draft class they just had. It's elite. They can run the football with the very best in the NFL. And defensively, over the last four weeks, they've continued to get better and better. They get to the quarterback, they generate pressure, they get sacks. And the back it along with Tariq Woolen. Colby Bryant this year has been playing very well. The force fumbles, picks, whatever it may be, if this Seattle defense can continue to play the level it has over the last month, there is no reason to say they can't win multiple playoff games this year. When you look at the state of this current NFC, I have to say it, guys. Everybody, everybody was wrong about the Seattle Seahawks. No one was right. When you look at what the dialogue was this offseason, it was all about P. Curl's Outdated system, right? He couldn't win without Russell Wilson. And John Snyder could not draft, which was true. He could not draft. To save his life, after 2012, they probably drafted worse than every team in football. Literally had six picks hit in like seven years. And it helped their trading all these draft picks for Jamal Adams and other players who did not fix anything for them. And meanwhile, they're paying Russell Wilson all of this money. Not only is P. Carroll's system not outdated because he has an elite offense with his system right now. Once he got that elite running back, but they had the best draft in football by a country mile. Not only that, they probably hit on as many picks in the 2022 NFL draft as they did in the last 8, 9, 10 years. You think about it. In all of those years, the only picks they truly hit on were Frank Clark, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, the punter, and what, what's his face? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Dixon. Jordan Brooks, and Shaquille Griffin. Those are the only picks that really hit on, six of them. In this last year's draft, you get yourself your tackle combo for the future, your quarterback duo for the future, and an elite running back. Kenneth Walker may already be a top ten, probably top five, honestly, the way he's playing right now, and a promising edge rusher in Boy Maffey out of Minnesota. So they nailed the draft, and a goal on with that and a frequency. They go in, and of course, Shuna Smith's playing out of his mind right now, being paid like a backup but they get themselves more players on that defense, players that have Yusena Nuwasu, who has broke out this year at Ed Rusher, and his defense over the last week has gone from one of the worst in football to one of the best. And so let me say it, man. If P. Carroll can continue to win games like this with a defense that is rolling, and John Snyder, keep in mind, in next year's draft class, they already paid their dues to the New York Jets with the Jamal Adams trade. They have two firsts from the Denver Broncos on their own, and two seconds, if they draft another class anywhere near the level of this, they're a Super Bowl contender for the next five years. Because when you look back a decade ago, in 2010, when they drafted, I don't know, Cam Chancellor in the fifth round, Russell Coon and Earl Thomas in the first round, and Golden Tate in the second, they then go out the following year and get Richard Sherman in the fifth, Byron Maxwell in the sixth, KJ Wright along with those two guys and then 2012 they get Irvin they get Bobby Wagner in the first or in the second and they get Russell Wilson in the third Bruce Irvin now is a 35 year old veteran on this team he resigned with the team this offseason and all of a sudden the Seattle Seahawks are back they're a top three team in the NFC and with how hot they've been playing recently let me just say it again they can win multiple playoff games and who the heck would have thought this was possible two months ago?
2: Not me. Brandon, I hate that he's setting me up for this to, to burst his bubble because I want to be nice to Seattle. I just spoke highly on Geno Smith. But this is all nice until they run into the 49ers. Record-wise, yes, they have, they're the best team in the NFC West. But in reality, in the real world, When they go toe-to-toe with San Francisco, they will lose. And if they get to play them in the playoffs, if they're they're lucky enough to go head-to-head with the 49ers, they will lose again. So, yes, a spectacular season this is for Seattle, um, proving so many people wrong. They're not the best team in this division. This is a beautiful start. It's a beautiful story. I love Cinderella stories. But at the end, we, we do have to come back to reality. And I do believe that they will go back to reality. And San Francisco is going to take their rightful spot on the throne of the NFC West.
1: So, I mean, I I agree with your yeah. early sentiments. I mean, uh, we just sat here and, you know, praised Geno Smith and gave him his flowers. But it's just winning multiple playoff games i don't see that um their schedule down the stretch is a pretty tough one i mean next week they've got or this upcoming week i should say they're heading to germany to take on tampa bay um they've got to play the rams twice and i know the rams haven't played well but the rams swept them last year um so so that and you know they're still vying for their spot they're only three and five they've still got to play the 49ers, they got to play the chiefs and they got to play the jets. Those are tough games to uh, end the season. <laughs> uh, I in terms of in terms of future I, I don't want to I want to give Gino his his love now. I just don't know if it's a sustainable thing. I don't know if he's going to be able to continue this. Is this just a You know, one-time thing, or can he actually sustain this and keep this up? Like, is is this the real Geno Smith, or is the Geno Smith, or is the Geno the real Geno Smith somewhere in the middle of what we've seen before and what he is now? That could be the case. So, I'm not going to blow smoke up their ass like you. I do think they're going to make the. I I do think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I do believe that, but they've got a tough road ahead, and yeah, it's. Yeah, they're not winning multiple playoff games. That 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 yeah, That is yeah, not yeah. happening.
0: Yeah. Okay. So first off, they have a two-game lead in the NFC West. And J. Ray, Geno Smith is better than Jimmy. And what we're seeing right now from Geno Smith is legit. This is who he is. He's a much better quarterback. And what are we comparing him to? Because he's been a backup for six years now. So the quarterback in New York, that is long gone. That's so far away in the distance. I'm not even taking that into account because we saw last year Geno played very well as well. And you look at this offense, fellas, an elite running game, a running back in Kenneth Walker, who's probably going to finish with 1,200 yards. He's been that good. and He's been that much of a game changer. And then you look at the talent. BKAP, I know you like Noah Font. Last night against the Cardinals, big time 51-yard play. You add that with DK Metcalf, who has built a strong connection with Geno Smith. Tyler Lockett, who's still one of the better number twos in the NFL. And defensively, if this group, like I said before, if they can continue to play at the pace they're playing at right now, this is a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense, maybe top five defensively. So you guys can tell oh, you're blowing smoke up through you know what, John. We don't know if Geno Smith's going to keep this up. The fact of the matter is, Brandon, the Rams are a below average football team. They're just not a good team. Mass Stafford this year has not been good, and Geno Smith has cleared him. They can't run the football, and their offensive line is a train wreck. The Buccaneers have no explosiveness whatsoever. And for as solid as Tom Brady has been, they're also a below-average, poorly-coached football team. And I have to give Pete Carroll his respect because what he has done right now shows me he is still an elite coach that gets the most out of his talent. He's run off Russ, and now he's winning with Geno Smith. At the end of the day, they're better coaching those two teams, they have more talent, they're more dynamic, they're more balanced, and defensively, they're better. There's nothing those two teams have over the Seahawks this year because Geno Smith has been better than Tom Brady and better than Matthew Stafford. And next week they're going to beat the Buccaneers, extending this to a five-game winning streak in Germany. They're
1: not, they're not beating the Buccaneers. you want to yeah. put a bet yeah. on it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. Down. Um. So here's the thing, right? What if just a bet? I mean, we haven't really put a a thing down on any of our bets this this season, so that can be discussed off air if we want to. But let me get into this.
0: We're on. We're on.
1: If I were to take Geno Smith right now, right, and stick him in Tampa Bay and I were to take Tom Brady and put him in Seattle, do you believe Tampa Bay would be four and five? No, they would have a worse record, right? Okay. And if you put Tom Brady in Seattle, they are either six and three or they have a better record. Okay, that's first off. So him being playing better than Tom Brady, I don't believe that because without Tom Brady, this Tampa Bay team – Is dead in the water. The only reason anybody gives them a shot is who? Tom Brady. Okay. Do you know that Tom Brady leads the NFL in um, touchdown and interception ratio? Realize he does not, he's not turning the football over. So if he were to be turning the football over, they would be playing, they would have a much worse record because they would be losing much more games. The, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are right there. And, and the win last week, uh, yesterday was such a big momentum builder because it's not just the fact that they did win, it's how they won. It's the fact that Tom, Tom Brady, for the 55th time in his career, let me repeat that again, the 55th time in his career driving down the field and getting a game-winning uh, drive now leads the NFL in NFL history with most game-winning drives, breaking uh, Peyton Manning, the tie they had at 54.
0: You play for a million years, you'll eventually get it.
1: That That's not the case at all. That is that is not the case. So anybody can be clutch?
0: Gio Smith, the shield is taken. Anybody can be on. clutch?
1: Anybody can be clutch. Is that what you're saying right now? Anybody can be clutch. Well, it's been
0: Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, last, Roethlisberger year. last year.
1: That, that's not the question I'm asking you. You just said that if you play long enough, anybody can get that record. That's yeah, not the yeah. case. It's 55 mad. game-winning drives.
0: You play for 20 years, 22 years, and no. it's eventually going to come around. Man.
1: No, 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 it's ben not. Ben Roethlisberger
0: John. last year was one of the worst A- quarterbacks in the league, and he led the NFL in that stat.
1: This is career. Oh. How, many, how many game-winning drives does Ben Roethlisberger have?
0: No one's asking He's what Tom what Brady Tom did in 2014. Brady. They're asking how's Tom Brady looking 2020. But he
1: cares about that. That's not what I'm saying. He broke a record, so uh-huh. we're giving him the props that he broke the. Bre- did he not just? Did he not just do a game-winning drive on Sunday? I'm not talking about 2014. I'm talking. He broke the record yeah. yesterday. That was another feather in his cap. Sure. sure. He, he also passed the hundred thousand yard mark. But I guess that's just a oh wow, he passed hundred thousand. That means nothing, right? Hundred thousand means nothing now. What has been said about Tom? Oh, oh, see again. So he has literally bumped his level of greatness so far up. Tom Brady has, that passing a hundred thousand yards, postseason and regular season is. Uh, Tom, what what has Tom not done? That's how great Tom Brady
2: is. In, in respect, though, Tom Brady's done everything. You know, so it's just but, like but it, doesn't, know, it doesn't it doesn't wow. wow. Yeah, it should. That's a
1: hundred thousand yards. Do you know who the second leader is? It'd help if he was actually Drew, winning. Timeout. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. <laughs> you know how many yards Drew Brees has? Career, eighty-five thousand. So he's leading him by fifteen plus thousand
2: yards. Yeah, and, that, and that's and, fantastic. I'm not. Nobody's not. Well, I'm all right.
1: And talking about winning, you want to crack that joke. He just won on Sunday. Okay, yeah. so that's a win. With all inches
0: away from being three. Does not matter. So do a you win is a win. win.
1: Did he get a win? Still
0: under five does Doesn't Falcons matter. Have he... The Falcons are running that division, Marcus Mariota.
1: No, they're not. How much you want to put on that?
0: Well, right now they are.
1: Oh, no. No, they're not. They're not. They're they're in second place. They're tied. No. Uh, the, the tiebreaker goes to Tampa Bay because they beat them head-to-head, and they're going to beat them head-to-head again. I
0: don't know.
1: What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. That, that's such a confident The Falcons almost came I'm back to meet him last time, and the Falcons are probably. The Falcons. Team. Do you know the Falcons' record against Tom Brady? Doesn't it's matter not a it very favorable one. It's not a very favorable one. What's Geno Smith's
0: record against Tom Brady? It doesn't matter right now. He's I don't games. know. I don't Probably. It's I in don't three.
1: know. One in th- okay. <laughs> so you do that off the top of your head, and you want to spout that off. Listen, John. I understand you want to have this love for Geno Smith, right? It's not about but, Geno, it's about the Seahawks. What's no, missing but, on that team? You're that team? blowing I'm not talking about the team, but you're blowing Geno up. You're saying he's better than Tom Brady right now.
0: He's playing better playing football. Better.
1: Okay, so let me ask you so you didn't answer my question when I first started off, right? Because I guess you don't want to answer because you know the answer is gonna destroy your argument. If I take Tom Brady, I put him in Seattle, and I put Gino and put him in Tampa, what's happening? Tom Brady will win more football games. You're right on
0: that. But guess what? It means nothing because the argument I am making here is that Geno Smith is leading a Seahawks team that's a contender. They can Nobody, multiple playoff I, games. I'm not, not saying
1: that he's not leading a team and doing well. They're not contenders. Did they not get beat? How many points did they get beat by the 49ers? 20. They play, they
0: yes,
1: yeah. they did. 27 to tw- twenty-seven to 7. Week 2. The- <laughs> Okay And I know you want to laugh at the Rams, right and you want to have your pot shots, which is fine. They deserve it. they haven't played well. Let me ask you a question. another one. divisional games usually can a bad division uh, can a bad team in the same division as a good team beat them? How many times have we seen that in NFL history?
2: for sure, for sure. It's uh, well, too Falcons many times to Buccaneers.
1: count years. too many times to count. All right, that's fine. you can make that point, but you're disrespecting the the Rams again, so'm I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that point. You're telling me that the Rams can't steal a win off of that? Off the not Seahawks? I didn't say they're going to win both. I said can they that's not the question I asked. You. You're going to listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I said can they steal a win a game off that?
0: That's not going to catch them up in the standings one single I'm steal. not
1: saying about the I'm not talking about the Rams catching them in the standings cuz there's another team too about the 49ers that you were riding them pretty hard before the season 2 and I guess you've just fallen off of that even though they've added CMC, Jimmy Garoppolo's Playing better football than we've seen before, and you've called him the perfect game manager, quarterback. You love Kyle Shanahan. You love I do. But I don't love their You love All their
0: stars offensively are injury prone CMC, Kittle, is D.K. and Metcalf
1: d not Has DK had, had injuries in the past? Sure, but sure. this is the most balanced. Is Kenneth offense Walker not coming Eagles off like conference. a terrible injury? Yeah,
0: in college. Right
1: yes. now, dude, the dude's balling out. I'm not and saying right they're about not this balling out.
2: John blew the Seahawks up so much that it's they're, they're just getting slandered right it's now. I mean, nobody wording, wants John. to slander them, bro. I'm We're saying they just... could
0: go at the NFC Championship game.
2: Oh, what? no, you're, you're Guess kidding I me, John. You're Guess absolutely kidding me, man. Time out. Time out.
1: Why is that so crazy the way the they playing. beat in Philadelphia ah. because you believe Philly's the best team in the NFC, right? They're not beating Philadelphia.
0: The Seahawks' defensive front is playing very
1: well, and Philly's is not. Well, Phillies
0: hasn't been the most consistent in the running game. You
1: literally just said 30 minutes ago that Philadelphia has the best team in the NFL. One playoff game. All right, so you want to go one playoff game, right? I'll put my money on a Tom Brady-led team can beat a Seattle Seahawks team in one playoff game. How about that? One game, I'll take Tom Brady. How about that? This is an actual calculated approach, though. You've well, watched a the Buccaneers approach? play bad yeah, football
0: with bad the, coaching, and... and you're saying, "I'll just take them to the win because they got Tom Brady." I'll take the Seahawks because okay. this offense is balanced, yeah. and the running game is going to be conducive in December and January. Yeah. I think they can play their best football later in the year, yeah. and given the fact that they don't have an injury-prone offense like the Niners. Yeah. I have a lot of faith in them being able to beat a team like San Francisco. If the Niners miss one or two of those stars, and hey, with the way Gino is playing right now, I can't discount him as well especially looking at what this defense is doing because, hey, look, man, that's a lot of rookies over there. They're only going to get better. And with how much they're getting the quarterback after changing their defensive scheme this offseason, I'm telling you right now, the Seattle team is only getting better. And so it's not crazy. They can win a playoff game at Lumen. I think they go in the second round.
1: No, but you didn't say say win a playoff game. You said multiple.
0: Exactly. I think they're going the second rounds.
1: And from there, they can win one playoff game easily. No, 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 no. You no. said multiple. So you think at least, bare minimum, your prediction at least is NFC Championship game because you said multiple. I'm they're expecting not, them to win they're a they're game. They're not winning this division. Jerry, I don't think they're winning this division. Do all right, I'll make a bet with you,
2: and I'm willing to talk stakes. I don't think the 49ers <laughs> are going to lose a single game the rest of the season.
1: How do they play I know you said that last week, uh, mm-hmm. last episode.
0: I think the Forty Nineers are going to lose the second game, and you're right. Before I made the mistake, they lost by twenty in week two because they didn't want to run the football. They're down. This is a better team now. Uh,
1: no, yeah, I do think the Forty ers are winning that division. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I just. I mean, we're going to see it this Sunday morning in Germany. Neutral field. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Seattle Seahawks. And Tampa Bay is going to be getting healthier. Antoine Winfield should be back. The cornerbacks are back. Raheem Hicks is back. Uh, and I'm ready to freaking go, dude. All right, Tom How Brady about the offense that can't score? Did they score when they needed to? It took them a while. Did they score when they needed to?
0: Against a below the average Rams team. team. Sure.
1: Oh, below average, but they were holding them down, right?
0: They were struggling against a yes. bad, football, bad team. football
1: team. Yeah. And they barely squeaked barely out, a out a win. Okay. Is the do barely the Rams out. play did the Rams play in the NFL? Yes,
0: but it's a terrible oh, okay. offensive okay. line or, with the quarterback, quarterback they're struggling with no running game okay. and literally no receiver okay. to go to outside like Cooper Cup. Cot- a defense again, that falls but off but a cliff but after they got two superstars. But, the,
1: but See, again, you, you say that, but literally right before the game-winning drive, the, the Rams' defense that you're calling below average made a stop on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: A bad offense.
1: But you called them bad, too. Two bad football teams going
0: head-to-head. Head. Someone's going to usually win. That's <laughs> not that confusing. They're below average.
1: Neither are a playoff team. But again, it's not even about... Them winning, it's about how they won. See, again, you're just shrugging your shoulders. Like, is Aaron Donald not playing football? Then is the Buccaneers' interior offensive line trash? Why didn't Aaron Donald make a bigger impact? You've called him probably the best player in football. I think. It. it, it where was he then? Is he not? Is he not a non-factor now? Is he not that good? Aaron Donald is just not that good, right?
0: I don't think he's been the best player in football this year. I think it's been. But again, is he levels. just? He's
1: just not that good, right? He's just not that good anymore.
0: This is the this ultimate team, team sport. sport.
1: Again, but right. we're talking about making a play in the final seconds of the game. Why couldn't Aaron Donald make that play? Dude, it's, it's, it's football on any given Sunday. Sunday. I don't know what you want me to tell okay, you. The see, Buccaneers are not, right. not playing we can, well. that excuse because we can go tit for tat with that all day. We can do that all and day. The Buccaneers I'm talking are playing football. about a specific I'm moment. At. I'm talking about a specific moment in the game with 44 seconds left in the game. Why didn't Aaron Donald make the play? Is he washed now? or is he still one of the best defensive players in, in football? I'm asking sure you a straight-up question. This is like pretty a simple. Very, pointless very pointless debate. It's not pointless. If Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive players in football, should he not be able to make a play late in the game?
0: You're looking at one possession to justify a team when you is have it
1: not the winning a possession.
0: full nine weeks of football to look at them play, and you should come to the conclusion yeah. they are not very good.
1: Okay, so was Cincinnati, was Cincinnati your pick last year that would make it to the Super Bowl? Did you think they had any shot? Were they playing good football? Really? No, they. I think they were like five and four at this point last year.
0: They were also beating teams like the Packers in the regular season as well. So they were clearly a playoff caliber team.
1: No, but again, nobody. I'm not saying playoff. I said Super Bowl. They made it to the Super Bowl. You're telling me that team struggling through the first nine weeks of the season can't figure it out in the late half when Tom Brady has really made his money in November, in December, playing his best football, getting healthy.
0: You could project that Bengals team getting better, though, with how done they were offensively. Young head yeah, coach? Yeah, like, Todd Bowles, not, not,
1: not a good coach. coach. Nobody really figured it. Again, this is words. your rewriting history because a couple months ago, you were saying that Todd Bowles is a very good head coach. You literally said – Off of one you season in New York. and he no, hasn't but been you very good said this year. That. Those are the words that came out of your mouth. So, now he's – so. And where then is you Todd Bowles just ranked? what you think. So, you're saying Todd Bowles is, what, a bottom five head coach?
0: Right, bottom right. ten.
1: Bottom ten. Yeah, bottom third. Okay. So, now he's bottom third.
0: And before, Adam in the middle of the pack, because of one year in New York.
2: This debate isn't going anywhere. It's
0: pointless. Wow. I don't know why he's ha- he's just trying to disacknowledge, not even address the fact the Buccaneers aren't a good team. It's fine. They're I'm just not. Very, it's not very good. How and it's is okay. that? This, it, Seattle is a good again, football team
1: with a, Nobody's arguing that they're not a good football team. They're going. So what are you going to say, John? What are you going to say? Sunday night or Sunday afternoon when the Buccaneers beat them, what are you going to say? What excuse are you going to come up with when Tom Brady leads a game-winning drive? I don't know how you can watch last and month wins come to this conclusion.
0: Like if you've been watching football this year, like the Seahawks should win this game by multiple scores. So,
1: all right, all right, let, let's let's be honest, right? Did they not have a chance to win the game against Green Bay? Yes. Did they not have a chance to win the game against the Steelers? Yes. Did they not have a chance to win the game against the, yes. the, game against the Ravens? Yes. So you're saying that these Buddy, are teams that are getting blown they lost the Panthers out.
0: and Mitch Trubisky in back-to-back okay. weeks. Okay, okay, fine. It doesn't matter, though. That doesn't that does matter, matter to me. You lost two backup quarterbacks. Okay. That's an issue.
2: It is a problem. If,
0: if your quarterback's Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, maybe we should readjust or so, kind of So Tom philosophy Brady plays
2: defense,
1: team. right? It's the ultimate team sport, like I said. So wait, so okay, so ultimate team sport, but you want to just pick out Tom Brady. You don't want to mention the offensive line show. You don't want to that's mention that's the that only reason why you believe struck.
0: in Tampa. That's the only reason. You said this would be a bad football team, one of the worst in football at that time.
1: No, what you're saying, okay. See, now you're trying to twist your words by not answering the point that I just made to you. Again, see, <laughs> you don't want to there? answer that what are question. We doing what here? do you mean? I don't, I don't know. know. You keep misconstruing understand. what I'm saying to you, and you don't want to answer that, but you just want to fire a question back at me when I'm asking you a direct question. Do you not get where I'm coming from? The yes, Buccaneers were both- a bad
0: team, and Tom Brady is 45. He's not overcoming that.
1: I this, I this guy he overcame it yesterday, but I kind of like...
0: Re- regardless of,
2: of them team, overcoming right. last week's last week's game, the Buccaneers do not look like a good football team.
1: Okay, but again, you didn't answer my direct question again that I asked earlier. What are you going to say when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Seattle Seahawks? Again, you're you going to laugh. The same thing at. when the Panthers going to beat the Giants. And you do this right? again. When they're again make he's he, said he doesn't that. want to answer the question. Does he not want to answer the are question? Are the Buccaneers are favored on Sunday? Will the Buccaneers what? be favored? What do you
0: think? Take no,
1: let's check it right no, now. Man. Let's check it right now to see. No, if they, are. they are favored. I don't believe it.
2: They're favored. I believe so. I see Tampa minus two and a half.
0: No
1: way. Yeah, they're favored by two and a half. So again, what Vegas are you going to uh, see? Again, now Vegas is tripping. So everybody's got a conspiracy against uh, against the CLC Seahawks because John says so. So John, I ask you again, what are you going to say when Tom Brady wins not, a game winning drive? They're not going to go on a game winning drive, bud. All right. Sorry. Okay. Why don't you guys place a bet and actually yeah, talk stakes? We did. Because you, this is just we did. A I'll talk. put twenty bucks on it right now. Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Let's do it. Hey, yeah, you know but
0: I've... The Seahawks, I'm so confident in the Seahawks. If they win, just give me 10. I'll give you 25 if they lose.
1: What? You want, you're going to give me bad.
0: I feel bad because the Seahawks are a much better football team right now.
1: Mm-hmm. You think this is an easy bet?
0: I'm very confident in my Seahawks. Man. Mm-hmm.
1: Your Seahawks. Now they're your Seahawks. Wow. Well, they're, I'm putting they're my money Seahawks.
0: on them. So I'm rooting for them. Yeah, now. They,
1: yeah, that is true. If your Seahawks. money's on them, money's on them
0: this, this guy over here. Yes. Now they're
1: your Seahawks.
0: That's the five seconds ago they are.
1: Yeah, of almost five seconds ago. That is all a right. fact. If I
2: put money on the Bears, I am a Bears fan. No, that's not the case at all. <laughs> okay.
1: On to the next.
0: <laughs> when the Buccaneers go on a game winning drive, we'll see. So the last topic of the show is who's the jet? The Titans almost won a six game winning streak. The Jets have already surpassed their preseason. Uh, you know, but the expectation was at five wins, there's four and a half. They are a six win team. And last but not least, the Minnesota Vikings are seven and one. Second best record in football or a strong for the Tennessee Titans. Fellas, I had them finishing seven and 10. I actually backtracked them making the playoffs going into the year. I gotta ask you two. Are the Titans legit? Because every single year we discount them, kind of like their Reverend and the Minnesota uh not the Minnesota, the Memphis Grizzlies, right? But they have an elite head coach, an elite defensive line in the interior, and Derek Henry. This right now is a clear winner of the AC North A C South. Ultimately, can they win a playoff game?
2: Act two. I believe every team in football right now is beatable. I don't think there's anybody that strikes the fear of God in you. I I mean, I I think they can steal one. I mean, think about it. They almost stole one from Kansas City. Why not? The Jets just beat the Bills. Who isn't beatable in the AFC? So, yeah, I'm going to say they are legit. And I was against them going into the season. As long as Malik Willis isn't under center, yes, they are legit.
1: I just I'm laughing because I was just <laughs> making a point, by a Tom Brady led team, but I'm getting laughed at like, oh, they're a terrible team, they have no shot at winning. But okay, but any team is beatable now. I got you. All right, no, they're they're I, not I, a legit. You're, team. you're your not, angers with John, not me. No, I'm not. I'm, it, it angers at everybody because you were laughing along too. So I just wanted to be clear. I thought about, the debate
2: like, is ridiculous because
1: again, yeah, because but now every team is beatable, right? I, I guess you know the discussion changes all the time, right? <laughs> Titans the Titans are not legit they are basically I mean you compared them to the Memphis Grizzlies I compare them to the Atlanta Hawks of the NBA they're not legit they're a good team they can win the division but they're not going anywhere because of Ryan Tannehill under center
2: but can they win a playoff game
1: a- against who give me a team uh, just saying they can Kansas win City a playoff Chiefs. game
2: no
0: they almost they just beat just him with Blake Willis. He completed five passes.
1: Okay. But I'm going to trust Patrick Mahomes again. In airhead. Air air mm-hmm. Because that's most likely where the game is going to be played. Uh, yeah. Marcus, going <laughs> to just beat them just in a the playoff game, game too, too but... but... Hmm. But again, are we talking about past stuff now, John? Or are we talking about currently right now, Yes Because you didn't want to bring up jab. 2014 Tom Brady, but now we're going to bring up. It was a slice, You know, Oh, start, now yes. it's a joke. See, now it's a backtrack. Uh, John likes to backtrack a lot, guys. If you haven't noticed it. I'm having fun uh, the show. And so Brandon I mean, doesn't kill, doesn't now. kill me. It's having
2: fun. Brandon, I'm picking the Buccaneers to win that game
1: yeah okay What against the seahawks yeah so don't throw me in the no i'm throwing you in there because you laughed along and played along with john in terms of the fact that i was making a case that a tom brady led team can't win a freaking game or can't figure it out the last end of the season i never refuted that
0: i was just saying the buccaneers been playing bad football it's just an objective fact he was arguing
1: football. that point john that's the whole thing is you don't listen you like to talk you don't like to listen <laughs> nobody was saying that they're not playing bad football i said were they in position to win a couple of games but you wanted to talk about something else i said can they figure it out throughout november and december where tom brady usually plays his best? you're about to cut me off again where tom brady plays his best football you want to talk about something else but let's talk about the titans right no i don't believe that they're a contender i don't believe that they're a legit team they are a good team. They're a team maybe you would say nobody really wants to see in the playoffs because they can run the, run the football at elite level and they can play defense at elite level. I think we can say that they have given Patrick Mahomes the toughest fits, except for maybe Bill Belichick. But, again, he was able to put up points that Tom Brady was able to just deliver the drives at the end of the game. Oh, no, another Tom Brady game-winning drive. Surprising. Um, but, yeah, Titans not legit in my opinion.
0: None of us had the Jets paying the bills on Sunday, but they held Josh Allen to his worst game of the season. And I'll be honest with you, guys: Just when we thought the Jets weren't real, they weren't a real playoff team after Zach Wilson's performance versus the Patriots, you go out and beat the best team, arguably, in the AFC, a division rival at that, and you're tied. Okay, you're not tied. You're 6-3. and three. You're basically half a game out from number one, in the AFC East that so far this year has been the best division in football, which I'm not expecting to be saying, but I am saying it now. So I'd ask you two guys, with this Jets defense, are they a real playoff team?
1: J. Ray? No. No. Stop. Just no. no. I think They are. No, they're not. Why are you saying that? No, no, no. See, now I have to cut you off because I thought you were going to come in here and be honest and be real. I am going to be honest. No, you're not. Yeah, I you're am not. Being you're not being honest because you, apparently be honest. you didn't watch the Patriots game. Um, I, I'm about to touch on that. Okay. Then let me hear your point, Sean. I mean, Justin, sorry. I,
2: I don't believe I don't believe that Zach Wilson's going to go into Gillette Stadium and beat the Patriots this week. I don't think it's happening. But when I look at the rest of their schedule, I see a ton of winnable games. And while, yes, the Patriots game is winnable. Yeah, I do. I do. Because now, Brandon, just say what? Unmute yourself and say what? Because I'm looking at this schedule. The Bears, albeit playing better football, winnable game. The Vikings have been playing close, close games. They're not blowing the doors off of anybody. If they can go into Lambo and be... Aaron Rodgers, they can beat the mighty Buffalo Bills. Why can't they beat Kirk Cousins? Why not? Then you got the Bills again in in Buffalo. I expect them to get what, what was due to them and get smacked. But then you got the Lions, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins. Those are all winnable games. This team is playing winning football. Zach Wilson looked like a completely different quarterback this Sunday than what he did against New England.
0: Are you saying the Jets can win this division?
2: No. I think Buffalo will still win the division. I'm not going to jump ahead of myself. But I see this team as a playoff team. I think they're going to get there. Like I said before, every team seems to be beatable to a degree. And if Zach Wilson isn't turning the football over, he's making good plays with his arm. He's not expected to do too much. As long as he's not throwing... (laughs) interceptions leaning back and and throwing it into traffic then yeah the Jets can win some games they have a good team this isn't a bad football team and they're coached well so why not I can see them actually making the playoffs I don't want them to make the playoffs as a Patriots fan but yeah all new all of New York football is ahead of schedule
1: my overreaction was a little bit because i was thinking about another i was thinking about miami's uh, stretch to end the season about a lot of winnable teams because uh, news uh, spoiler i think miami's going 4 and 4 to finish the season um but i mean you say a lot of winnable games for the jets right um but i would like you to look at the patriots schedule and you tell me how there's not a lot of winnable games on that schedule like we said they play the jets in new england coming up they got a bye week and then they come back They're getting Minnesota, not like the Jets are getting Minnesota at a 1 o'clock game. They're getting Minnesota in a primetime Thanksgiving game, okay? They play the Bills twice. I said before the season, I still believe it. We are splitting with the Bills. I think you guys are probably more in favor of that now than you were eight weeks ago because of how you've seen the Bills, you know, play a couple of games and how we have shown up a little bit better than you guys probably initially thought. We play the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, come on. I shouldn't have to speak. That speaks for itself. Fun we offense. Play, we play, yeah, fun offense. Okay. We play the Raiders. We know Bill Belichick's history against former coaches, and Josh McDaniels has looked terrible this season. We play the Bengals. I'll give you that. That's probably a, a loss that you can mark on our schedule. Mm-hmm. It's in Gillette. Then we play the Dolphins in, the, in January 1st, New Year's Day, but in New England
2: we haven't we're
1: we're we're winning that game that's a guarantee we're winning that game and then we go to buffalo to end the season that's a depending because i think we're going to split maybe we win in new england they win in buffalo but again i'd like you to look at that and you tell me how there's not a winning schedule so every team in the afc's can't i mean they could realistically make the playoffs but i don't think you're i don't think you're seeing that justin so you tell me who you're really favoring here like it you're saying the Jets got a winnable schedule. You're saying, I just gave you the Patriots. Look at the Dolphins. Theirs is not that favorable. The Bills are winning the division. Help me understand here right now.
2: I think the last three games on the Patriots season are their demise.
1: They're not losing to the Dolphins in New England, dude. They're not.
2: We have, we? have I, I thought the same thing last year.
1: No, what do you mean? Tua
2: is undefeated against us.
1: Wasn't that game in Miami or was that in New England? What happened, John? Never lost. I said, but was that in New England or was that in, in Miami? Well, that makes a big difference. Any of Tua remember. starts
2: against – my point but remains – But, again, that, that makes a big difference. My, my point remains September. that Tua has not lost to the Patriots.
1: That doesn't – that okay, but – Hasn't the, lost this year it, when he finished the game. O is, O's are always meant to have a one next
2: to it, though. You're right. Okay, so, again – But it, I just – it's just my honest opinion – I do not feel like our offense is going to be able to keep up with the bank. But that's not the point of the I game. It's
1: it. our defense shutting that offense down. That's what if, you're not it, seeing. If, it does.
2: We if, held it them to does. 20 this, points this, in the first game. minutes. about the Rip Jets. Debut. Not the Patriots. It doesn't being legit. matter. Oh my God. Not the Patriots being legit. Because like I said, the Jets have a, tell me the Jets don't have a more. If the Patriots have the schedule the Jets have at the end of the season, would we feel more optimistic?
1: Yes. I feel pretty optimistic about our schedule. I just read you off a bunch of games that we could easily win.
2: Easily. I, I can't say any of those games are easily with this team. The defense looks fantastic, but guess what? We bullied Sam Ellinger and we bullied Zach Wilson. The Bears ran all over us, they destroyed us. There is nothing to feel comfortable about in any single game unless it was against. a a quarterback like a Sam Ellinger, and I'm confident against Zach Wilson, but any single game the rest of the way from Minnesota and down, and you know what? Maybe Minnesota I might take a little lightly because I think we can bully Kirk Cousins, but outside outside of that game, every single one of them, I am not putting my money on because I just don't know. I don't know what version of Mac Jones I'm going to get. I am. are we going to get, we're facing Kyler Murray. Are they going to be able to run all over us the same way the Bears did? I'm concerned. The Bengals have a high-powered offense. They can run and they can pass. Are we going to be able to sustain our defense there? Is he not going to torch us up? Because we have seen Josh Allen torch our defense up. Joe Burrow can do the same because he has more weapons, in my opinion. And then the Dolphins, Tyreek. Jalen Waddell, we saw them in week one. Now they have more chemistry, and we're going to see them in week 17.
0: Mike McDaniel, more experience.
2: That's what I'm saying. And and then ending the season in Buffalo. That That is no joke of a schedule. That is a tough way to end a season. The Jets have a smoother schedule, and albeit the Jets aren't a perfect team, so every single one of those games should be a close one. They'll be nail biters. They'll have to grind for them. But if I I wish that I had the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks at the end of my schedule. We don't have that.
0: Let's keep it a buck. One of these three AFC East teams is going to fall off. It's not going to be the Bills. And if you had to ask me between the Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins, Jets, most potential, best best, best schedule by far, Dolphins, best team, second-best head coach who's – Honestly, it should have been awesome. I have to look at New England with the worst quarterback play, the worst offense. Hey, look, they're going to get Josh McDaniels near. The They'll help the play calling. I have to take them and pull them off the side. 7-1 but,
2: but You know what, John? Honestly, and I say this as an honest Patriot fan, this might sound crazy. I hope we miss the playoffs for the simple fact that, dude, our offense sucks. And – Nothing's gonna change if we end up making another season in the playoffs, if we get there. And it's like, oh wow, look, we we actually made it. We made it here now. Right. So said, you Brady. guys oh, said wow, we two? did this? No, something needs to change because Mac has regressed. And it's because Bill, the the in Bill we trust, and I'm I'm kind of sick of it. He surrounded he surrounded him with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays. If you want your quarterback to grow, that's not how you do it. We need to freaking fail for somebody to wake the hell up in that organization and get, uh, get him a true number one wide receiver to utilize the skill set that he actually has to build off what was a fantastic rookie year. So, yeah, I have zero confidence in this Patriots team going forward. I don't think we're going to win a playoff game, even if we get there. I really don't. Not. It's honestly because of the offense. I am pissed off at who's calling plays. Our offense is stale. Our offense was boring with Josh McDaniels towards the tail end. We need change. And no- nothing, nothing is changing. The Jets look better than us. And I would argue they were probably a Brees Hall away or Zach Wilson two dumb passes away, away from possibly losing a game.
0: And b cap when you do that, if that pick six at the because end of the half timeout, doesn't get called no, back, that would have been a blowout. No, because you can't just go tick for tat with that. But you that's can't the go point. tick for You're tat. because like FG the Jets can't, can't beat New England when we saw they were one penalty away from beating New England by multiple scores maybe if Zach Wilson has less pressure on him. So I really don't think it's crazy to say the Jets can't split with them. Patriots, they're it's, going to take advantage of the young quarterback. quarterback. I just think it's a bad it's, matchup it, it, for the
1: team. This, this is insane. This is insane. I don't but okay. you know, is nobody insane. said nobody said the Patriots are winning a playoff game. I literally came on here three weeks ago or two weeks ago when we lost to the Bears. Again, another reason why you guys are not uh, well, listen I, I to what was I'm just, saying. I was
2: just ranting. I know. I'm,
1: I am said I don't give up. F about this season. It's done. It's over. Whatever they do, it's going to happen. I'm on to next season. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to look at it realistically, and I'm going to say, I, again, don't know where the Jets' affinity came from again. We just beat them, and the score was not what really the game was. We were beating them bad. The defense was owning that offense. And you just came on here two weeks ago or a week ago, John, and talked about how all these struggles with the Jets and Zach Wilson's coming off injury, Brees Hall's injured, the offensive line's injured, Garrett Wilson's not playing up to speed blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Now you're hyping them up like, oh, it's not re- unrealistic to say that they could split with the Jets even though they're coming to Foxborough and he's played like crap every time he stepped foot against the Patriots, but okay. How did but Mac Jones is, do against the like, Jets, like
0: that How did Mac change. Jones do? Huh? How did Mac Jones do against the Patriots? Uh, uh,
1: okay, but that that's fine. That's not what our offense is built on. Our offense is built on running the ball and getting play action.
0: What's the Jets' offense built on? What's the Jets' offense build off of?
1: Is it the same thing? Well, Zach Wilson's making dumb errors, is he not? He played a pretty clean game last week, but is he going to continue that? I need to see it week in and week out.
2: You're right, right. but you can't say, say, like, like, the the NFL NFL changes week to week. One win that happens, like, this win for, for Tampa against the Rams, maybe that's something that can catapult this team. A win like that against the Buffalo Bills for the Jets, can be a big confidence booster for for a locker room they they can go on a run here I'm not and like I said I don't see them beating New England and Foxboro. I really just don't but outside of that I think they have a fair chance against every single team every single team but yeah on to the next
0: the last team fellas is the Minnesota Vikings 7-1 start this year and luck They haven't all been domineering victories. But this last Sunday, Kirk Cousins got his W in Washington against the team. They didn't want to fully guarantee his contract. And now we're looking at a Viking team that will be hosting a playoff game. More likely this year because the Packers have been absolute dog water. And after their sixth loss, this one, to the Lions, they have reached such a low point. I think it's safe to assume that entire organization deserves to be slandered in every possible way. With all that being said, given how bad this division is in Minnesota, are they kind of like the Steelers of 2020, where, hey, look, they're winning games, but they're not very convincing. The record lies to you. Are the Vikings frauds?
1: They're about to lose three straight games, so if that answers your question, that answers your question. Who's their schedule? Schedule? They're about Uh, they're about to lose to the Cowboys, and they're about to lose to the Patriots. Straight up.
0: Do you not believe in Kirk?
1: Um, why Why am I going to believe in Kurt? Uh, you guys ride Bills nuts, no? You guys like the Cowboys' pass defense? Kirk Cousins playing in primetime on Thanksgiving against the Patriots? You tell me how I'm crazy. I mean, Justin just talked about how the Jets have a pretty easy schedule and they'll beat the Vikings. That might be four straight, is it not?
2: I said they can.
1: Tell me I'm crazy, right? They're going to lose three straight games.
0: The Vikings run the football I'm very well.
1: That's great. They're going to lose three straight They're going to lose three straight games. Because they don't beat the Kirk Cousins record against the Dallas Cowboys. Go look it up. It's god awful. I think he's actually winless. The Bills just got embarrassed by the Jets. I think Josh Allen's going to come with a fury and fire. I think you guys are going to be picking the Buffalo Bills on Thursday morning when we do our pick them. Um, and the Patriots, again, primetime game, Thanksgiving, they're going to lose that game. So tell me I'm crazy. Three straight. How quickly, again, th- this thing can happen where we raise a team up, right? And then how quickly it can fall, how quickly, you know, the NFL uh, landscape can change. But we just, uh, you know, saw that one. The-
0: After those three games, fellas, they have the Jets at home, which is a pretty winnable game. I think those are two even teams. Maybe the Vikings have a slight edge. Then you have Detroit, the Colts the Giants, the Packers, which is should be an easy win, and the Bears. So that right there is five games against the Bears, Packers, Colts, Lions, and Jets. They're going to be favored in maybe in all six of those games if you include the Giants week. So they can lose three straight and still finish with 12 or 13 wins because of how easy
1: this division is. Nobody's saying, I think me and Justin are not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. They'll, they're going to win the division, but they're losing three straight games is what we're saying.
0: But what if they're what the if number they're two, two seed? Seat. And they go up against, against, against a Giants, yeah, a Giants. or yeah. I don't know a 49ers in the first round. Yeah, the, that, yeah
1: the 49ers. Nah, that I mean do you believe in Kirk Cousins in prime time? Not at all. Not at all. Okay, then uh, then that answers your question. This is not the difference. But really, no, I think he actually wants to believe in the Vikings. I think he actually wants to believe in the uh, Vikings, but he can't.
0: If they can play the Giants in the first round, the Giants in the seventh seed, they can win a playoff game. And all and the Giants. Of a
2: sudden, I think the Giants will hope that they go up against the Minnesota.
0: That's a good matchup. I would like that game. Or a rematch Giants-Seahawks. I like both of those matchups. It's a big cap, You're just out on the Vikings. Even with TJ Hawkinson coming and in. making a huge impact never,
1: in game one. I was one. never in on the Vikings because of Kirk Cousins. So, I don't know. what You don't listen when I talk, John. I do. I've never been in on the Vikings ever because of Kirk Cousins. But T.J. Hawkinson was great this last I week. I don't care when your quarterback's throwing it to the other team. That means jack all. Kirk Cousins has not been throwing to the other team every single week. When he plays in prime time, John, stop being slick. You know what I'm talking about.
2: They could, they could have, have lost in the last two
1: games. games. They could have.
0: I feel like I the, feel the Commanders like, are yeah. going to take yeah,
1: that. Wait, wait, who said who? Who picked Washington? I know they lost, but who picked Washington to beat the Vikings? So, I mean, you know, it didn't look that crazy, right? Taylor Heineke, my guy, yo. And he's given Sunday. Pass. You see
0: that mm-hmm. throw?
1: You see that throw? Why?
0: Taylor Heineke has become the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nah, stop it. That's
1: Geno Smith. No, don't do Gino like that. That's not disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Ryan Fitzpatrick had swagger, bro. Stop it. Don't do that. Ryan Fitzpatrick had swagger. So is Taylor Heineke. <laughs> He does have some swagger. I like his swagger. I like, I like that kid.
0: So with all that being said, I'll wrap up episode number 47 of the Wise Guys Podcast. Thank you so much for watching and staying to the very end. If you stayed to the end, be sure to let us know in the comments down below and check out, of course, Best Stamp. the link is in the description. The Wise Guys code, w i s e g u y s If you like down the app. And as always, we will see you. Stay classy next time that was really poorly
1: timed
2: i thought you were gonna say it we'll see you next time and then i was gonna go stay classy
1: who says we will see you stay classy